0: This is an explicit podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome. It's the Comedy Podcast. Welcome to number 166 of the Comedy Podcast, coming to you on. Thank any deity you believe in that it's Friday, 28th May 2021. This is your host, Harith Arkma. You excited for the weekend? West Day was great, huh? Giving us a chance to recharge. Because we're all lazy fucks at the end of the day. What do we want to do? Let's be honest. We all have ambitions, huh? We all want to be good at our jobs. But that's what we want. But what do our actions suggest? Our actions suggest that what we really want is to sit in bed and Netflix all day. (laughs) Or I don't know. Uh, play computer games? Is that what you are? Is that what you're into? Maybe um, I don't know. How how do people waste that? Just endlessly. Is it called doom scrolling when you're just nonstop stop scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Is that a thing, doom scrolling? I feel like that's something I saw on a very feminist um, Instagram page. You know those wellness things. People used to like grow Instagram pages, get a big following, and then. And then they they hope and pray that they can get sponsors and shit. But hey, how is that so... Why why am I speaking about them with such a judgmental tone? Isn't that the same thing I'm doing with my fucking podcast? By the way, men having podcasts has become a meme. It's so interesting. they are literally men with podcasts. Like, what the fuck is that? Don't they know that uh, men aren't allowed to speak anymore? You can only speak if you're a disabled, black, transsexual Muslim sometimes I take it too far with the edgy shit I I think I mean I I don't think there's any reason to like shit on them so much but they make it so fucking easy (laughs) the bridge between uh, feminism and Islam is something that has always uh, intrigued me Uh, on the surface these two concepts should not be in bed together they don't go they don't go well together and I think that's uh, because I really understand what Islam is. You could argue that I don't really understand what feminism is. Uh, I'm just going to work on the paradigm that it's just uh, egalitarianism, women's emancipation, you know, political equality between men and women and uh, equal opportunity, right? Men and women and everybody in between. Now feminism has sort of morphed to incorporate um, aspects of race. It gets really complicated, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna operate um, along the paradigms of what I just described. Feminism is now. I'll get back to all this in a bit. What always makes for a good podcast episode? You know, what are the people mad about? Let's discuss today's rage. What are people mad about? So. As many of you are aware, there's this gentleman by the name of. Hold on, let me double check his name. Yeah, I don't want to get this wrong. Rizal Ibrahim. He's famous because he's fucking a Korean lady. I mean, they're married, but. Uh. <laughs> so, Malay guy married to a Korean girl. I think uh, he's popular because he posts videos of them being a cute couple together something people like to see you know it's like kind of a it's kind of like i don't know upgrading almost i should be careful about how i phrase things like that <laughs> jesus christ harith what are you saying about malay women hey i already said in a previous episode malay pussy is the <laughs> is the top halal food in this country what about what's inside what about what's in their brains harith yeah yeah they can get enough oxygen in there from, from uh, from that hijab. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> what are you suggesting, Harith? Are you suggesting that women with hijabs are dumber? To be honest with you, that was what I was suggesting, but it was wrong of me to suggest it. It was very bad. <laughs> I feel I should not have done that. I should not have done that. Anyway. I'm, I'm really working on this, guys. I think I need to put a stronger filter in my brain because if I want to do comedy, I want to be good at comedy. I need to be able to convey a message tactfully. A lot of this is about being an, like a an empathetic and aware human being, you know, about social norms, social cues. The problem is, yeah, a lot of what makes a person funny, Can be how, how shocking and incorrect they are. So I'm trying to find the balance, guys. You know. Okay, let me let me talk about this in another example. It's like you know when you see a person who's special, you know, who has. um, How do I? (laughs) I'm trying to phrase this. Properly. Okay. A person who maybe doesn't have a leg or maybe has a learning disability, like an extreme learning disability. Some fucked up people. I take that back. Most people, yeah, they might find that funny if a person with without a leg falls down. Like it's tragic, but like there's comedy in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's the disabilities in a person, a person's weirdness inherently, a person's lack of awareness sometimes that can create a lot of good comedy. But I don't want to be that kind of guy that just goes around and hurts everyone's feelings, you know. I'm not disabled in any way. Is disabled the right word now? I'm really I'm really not sure. Uh me, it's special needs offensive. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm not a person with special needs. So I think I think uh I have this duty to sort of police not police, to sort of filter myself, you know, to come across as a bit more learned, as wise, more considered. So yes, this Mamat, what's his name again? Forgive me, uh, Rizali Ibrahim. Uh, his n- wife's name is Miriam, which I found interesting. That's the one of the least Korean names I've ever. <laughs> pretty sure her, pretty sure she changed her name when she converted to Islam and all that. Yeah, and uh, just for the record, Malay women. I just want to state unequivocally, Malay women are not inferior. Korean women I just think going back to the point I think this uh, Rizal guy he got famous because um, it's just interesting for Malaysians to see a Malay person dating a Korean yeah it's like they fantasize about it a lot the K-dramas are big here yeah so he he became famous and then the mobs attacked cancel culture is here what happened this gentleman uh, made fun of the Ngepan I hope I'm saying that right, okay? If anyone um, if anyone's offended by the way I pronounce that, I do apologize. Um, I should have checked. My family's from Sarawak. Yeah, that's my bad, but guys. But I'm pretty sure, I'm quite confident that it's pronounced Ngepan. So the Ngepan is uh, Iban traditional clothing that his wife was wearing. Um, and I, I don't know if it was for a photo shoot or a video shoot, but she was wearing it. And... Um, Mr. Rizal here, he posted an Instagram story just recording her and making fun of her for what she was wearing. He described the the neck piece as a tablecloth and the rest of the costume uh, when he was referring to the skirt component of it. He said like kain buruk, roughly translated, describing it as like a rag, like a low quality kind of cloth, you know? So, yeah, Twitter fucking exploded. And the thing that caught my attention was this tweet that I, uh, that I posted, I screenshot and I posted on my Instagram story, which I got, I wanted to get your opinions about. It was from this gentleman called Wen Shu at Winter Soldier 7H. It says, I avoid showing pictures of my wife. It's uh, Gira, set to protect the honor of women under your care. So I feel disgusted by a Muslim man using his wife to get famous. Tone it down. You'll be questioned about this in the hereafter. I think you all know who I am referring to. Now, obviously, this guy is referring to uh, Rizali over there and his wife Miriam. Accusing him of using his wife to get clout, to get famous, uh, which I think is a fair accusation, I guess. But... Could you argue that they were just like showcasing their couple, cute couple lifestyle, or could you argue that he's purposely exploiting the exoticness of his wife to to get clout? Whatever it is, I just found this tweet super interesting because of this concept called gira. It led me down to like. Uh, a Wikipedia fucking storm, you know, just to find out what, what is this concept. So, let's learn a bit about Islam today, shall we guys? <laughs> on the goddamn comedy podcast? <laughs> Who knows, maybe I might be an Ustad someday. So, he said gira, I think that's how Malaysians say it, but on Wikipedia, it's gairah. So, what is it? Gairah is an Arabic word which means a person's dislike of another's sharing in a right, brackets, which belongs to the former, end brackets. It is a sense of earnest concern or zeal over something and can be considered a kind of protective jealousy. So it's kind of like uneasiness in the heart which moves the man to guard his family from indecency. Uh, Wikipedia says, The term is based on the following Quran verses. Men are the protectors and maintainers of women. And, oh, you who believe, protect yourselves and your families from a fire whose fuel is men and stones. Men who do not have Gaira or Gira are known as Dayuth. A rough translation of that, I looked it up, it's like a cuckold, you know. A Dayuth is a person who just lets his uh, wife have male friends, you know, like mingle with other men, that kind of thing. Being youth is a major sin and a description of what is deemed an evil characteristic. There we go. So it's, it's basically one interpretation of Islam is that it can, it's sinful to not be protective of your wife. You sort of need to police her life, make sure she doesn't have male friends, make sure she doesn't fraternize uh, with other males, make sure she wears his, uh, her tudong that kind of thing. And if you don't do that, you're a bad person. I read so much about it and yeah, it checks out. There's a lot of uh, Quran verses, Hadith supporting this. So if you want to be a good Muslim, what you need to do is just uh, control your woman. <laughs> control the fuck out of your woman which is why I the, going back to the earlier thing, you know this this tension between feminine fuck man, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. why are you getting all philosophical? Fine, fine. Let me just make fun of this fuck over here. This fuck is a fucking hypocrite, okay? This one shoe. One of the biggest sins is in Islam is to be a hypocr- uh, it's to be a hypocrite. that's right. In his profile picture, I see him without a beard. he's clean shaven. Now, if I know anything about Islam, yeah, the, the, it's that there are many contradicting opinions. Even among the beard, there are some people who are like, keeping the beard is not compulsory. But when I when I look at the arguments from the people who say keeping the beard is compulsory, and when I like look at the actual verses myself, I come to the conclusion that, yeah, if you want to be a good Muslim, You need to keep the beard minimum a fist length if you can grow it. Yeah? Man, I'm really sounding like one of those Islamic preachers right now. This Wen Shu fuck is just piling on and making fun of this Rizal, not making fun, just condemning this Rizal guy, saying you'll be judged and questioned in the hereafter because you're a shitty Muslim. But hey Wen Shu, what the fuck are you doing, huh? Where's your beard? You you guys might think I sound crazy. Like this is a small thing, but it's not a small thing, apparently, yeah. When to to say that something is compulsory is like a big deal. So for you not to do it, like it's a big sin. So this Rizal guy is sinning, and this guy is calling that guy out. And I can't I can't fucking deal with these these hypocrites, man. But then again, like, isn't there a place to criticize people? Do you have to be perfect before you criticize someone I don't know that's a, that's a good question because in Islam right you have sort of a moral obligation to police the behavior in your community if people in your community sin then there's something you can help prevent but you don't do anything to prevent it then you're, you're de facto sinning so you have a duty to sort of police other people and yeah it's a complicated one I don't know man for you international fucks, you know, you wonder, what's the big deal? He made fun of traditional clothing. Um, imagine if a white guy made fun of the Native American cost not costume, traditional outfits, you know, the feather hats and all that, and the skirts, and all, uh, I sound really offensive when I say that. <laughs> Apologies, I don't know much about uh, Native Americans, but yeah, it's like that. Or if Bill Gates made fun of the cowboy hats, <laughs> is that more relatable? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Imagine if Bill Gates said that the cowboy hat is so filthy and uncultured and then you probably get a bunch of cowboys going, let me tell you something about the hurt herd head that the hurt head herd. <laughs> yeah so 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 that's the whole debacle about the the resulting i want to read some of the replies from my Instagram because some of the people had uh, Fascinating things to say, if I can find the fucking thing. Alright, let's see, let's see. Uh, what what did you guys have to say? So many people commented, hold on you beautiful fuck. Stalling, you're stalling, cock and balls. Big tits and ass, you Why do I keep referring to you doo do doo Do-do. They're the, okay okay so this one says oh my another quote man of god unquote that's right these men of god are the most frustrating people the people who go online and just feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want to other people yeah i think in my opinion like the the people who are allowed to be quite judgy are like the ustads <laughs> you know the muftis the ones who live basically saintly lives yeah i think if any any muslims going to be calling on anyone else it should be those people as i say while i'm taking a vape all right let's see uh scrolling and scrolling you vultures some guy says seems extra pretty simple i agree uh Dissing Sarawak traditional cloth. Bold move. That's right. You know who the Iban are? They are known to be head fucking hunters. To be considered a man and to marry, you need to have at least one skull in your household, which you took. I don't know if that's true. This is something my Sarawakian relatives told me, which I confirmed by reading it up on the internet, but whether it's true, true, I'm not sure. I'm only 60% confident of that. But I'm sure you've all heard of this, right? The Iban being headhunters. You make You fuck with them, man. Man, this shit is trending on Twitter. Like, um, how many? So, Iban, man. There are 52,000 tweets about Iban alone because of this. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. Hold on, hold on. Okay, guys. I'm not going to read all of them. But... I do... I. Yeah, this is going terribly. This is going so fucking terribly. Stalling and stalling. Okay, it's only Gira if he also have that mindset when looking at other men's wife. Some people show off solely because... Solely because he's proud. Tapi ya, kalau he put his wife honor only in appearance, then what can I say? So this lady... Replied me and uh, she she simply said that yeah when if you if you emphasize the honor of your wife just based on her looks then obviously that's what's gonna happen you're gonna be a dick like Wen Shu over here but my thought on that is uh, maybe that's not accurate you know because like I said based on this concept of. Um, like Gira, look, I get what you're where you're coming from, Gira, but you need to understand that the 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 set of values from people who are very Muslim and feminists are very different. Feminists uh, like look at women as equals, right? But I just read a Quran verse to you that the men are the protectors and maintainers of women. So it doesn't come from an equal. You can't look at it men and women, it's it's hard to argue under the purview of Islam, that men and women are equal. Whether that's right or wrong, that's up to you to interpret, but that's how I interpret it. Yeah? Do I agree with it? I can't answer, because if I answer, I might go to jail. So there we go. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to end this there before I uh, incriminate myself any further. Hey guys, if you enjoyed that episode so far, thank you so much for hanging out. If you want to help me grow, the best thing you can do is just recommend this podcast to a friend. You want to take the next step, you can take a screenshot of this episode right here. Upload it to your Instagram story. You can tag me at TheComedyPodcast underscore while you are there. Feel free to DM me any of your questions, you beautiful fucks. And now, back to the episode. Apparently, an Israeli plane flew over Malaysia. Fucking hell, guys. We bullied them so much that they got to do some intimidating shit to scare us a little bit. You know, that's all I think that is. Are they like checking if we have nuclear weapons or something? Like, fuck off. We can barely get a submarine to sink, man. <laughs> man, the Israelis, are they just flying over for no reason? Doesn't seem like it. I checked the fucking flight path of that plane. Yeah, it was going around in weird circles and shit. That was a military mission. And I think we are cucks for letting them get away with it. You know what other countries do? When planes enter their airspace without authorization, they shoot that shit down. It is acceptable international practice. And we were just like, ah, takpelah, Or were we just looking at the sky? Eh? apa benda tu eh? <laughs> or were the pilots just sleepy? Did they just have lunch? <laughs> I always make that fucking joke. Were they sleepy Malay pilots? Were they no Chinese or Indian pilots? <laughs> Only the OGs will get that fucking reference. Uh, Alright, let me let me let me make this more personal. I spoke too much about the news today. I was so hungry the moment that I woke up today. I, I've gained a few pounds, guys. A few kilograms for the local fucks. Only American fucks say pounds. I've gained some fats. It's the after Ramadan effect you know during Ramadan you're bound to lose some weight you know because you're basically like intermittent fasting but religious and you're bound to lose some weight unless you have like an unfortunate metabolism or you eat like a pig with a thyroid problem but then after Ramadan you know my <laughs> after Ramadan your body tends to go into revenge mode now I'm not a scientist. But this is what happens to me and my friends, my family. The body goes into revenge mode and wants to eat fucking everything, okay? You gain twice as much weight back as you lost during Ramadan. Let's say you lost a kilogram, you gain back two. Not a set rule, but in general, that's what happens. And then over time... As Muslims get older, they end up getting fatter and fatter, and the end result is they end up looking like the chair people in wall e with, except with burqas. <laughs> Here's a fucked up question I had as a kid. I remember this story. I questioned the need to cover your body in Islam, you know, with the tudong and all that. Like, like in the earlier story, this Rizal guy didn't make his Korean wife wear a tudong, by the way. That's fascinating that's him sinning right there <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, what does feminism say about that honestly the fact that the men must make their women cover it's up to them so they're in their rights to behave sort of dickish seriously to like force these things anyway here's a, here's a question I had a, as a kid to my ustad I question the need to cover your body you know, especially with women My hostess told me that covering the skin, the face and hair was to conceal the woman's pride, dignity and to conceal her sexiness so she doesn't tempt other men. That that beauty should only be for their husband's eyes basically and that women shouldn't instill lust in any other men except their husbands. Which made sense to me, right? But then I thought, and I did think of this as a kid about 14 years old, If that's the case, then why is it that old women, like my grandmother, why do women that age have to cover up? They're not instilling lust in anybody. Do they need to hide their saggy cleavage? It's wrinkled, their tits look like a genetic mix of a papaya and a raisin. Their hair is grey and a lot of them are balding, hardly the look of fertility, you know. If nobody wants to fuck them, like why the hell should they cover up? I spoke very frankly with my ustad. Really, we talked about masturbation and everything. So when I raised this question, my ustad looked me dead in the eyes and said, there are people in this world who want to have sex with old women. Now, at the tender age of 14, I was kind of (laughs) shook. I was not prepared to hear that. I was like, what? I could not imagine a grandma fetish at 14 years old. Gilf. It did not even cross my imagination that that was a thing. It was as foreign to me as it was as foreign to me as wanting to pee on another person. So <laughs> So what do I, what did I do? Like any reasonable millennial at the time, I asked Google, "Do people want to fuck grandmas?" And that was the day I discovered gilf porn. Oh my god, now this is not a lie In the middle of watching Gulf porn I had this thought The thought was I am so glad my grandmother wears a hijab <laughs> Because there are people in this world Who really want to fuck my grandma Evidently yeah, That felt very weird to say <laughs> But it's the truth Think about your grandmother Sorry if she's dead But just think about her anyway, okay? There are millions of people who want to fuck her so tell her to cover that shit up, that hoe. Oh. <laughs> uh, exercise your gurya. <laughs> uh, okay, now, now, now here's if I met my ustad, right? This is what I would ask him today. But what about the people who have the hijab fetish? What are we going to do about that? Because then covering up is just going to turn them on even more. What about the people... have a hijab fetish and a grandma fetish and my grandma covering up it's just like (laughs) it's basically like being naked and spreading open your pussy lips right in front of his face so what do you do in that situation Uh, if I were the ustad he'd probably tell me to shut the fuck up that that's such a dumbass question And he would tell me... Then he would answer me reasonably by saying, your grandma should just get away from that guy. (laughs) Just avoid men in general. No, seriously, I think my ustad would say that's why women should avoid men in general. In case men have a hijab fetish. (laughs) I'm going to jail. I'm done. Okay, guys, it's time for... um, Hold on, let me just do some correction with my notes and then I will continue. I'm stalling, I'm stalling. Are there any other body parts that I can reference? What about the testes? Oh, I've never said testes before. The scrotum. All right. It's time for the forest gum shit. I tried to read this story for two straight days, but I missed it. My opportunity, so I'm going to do it today. This is a really feel-good story, guys. So I thought we could end feeling good and happy about ourselves. So this was a Facebook post by an Indian lady. It says, meet Azrul, a grab delivery boy. Two weeks ago, I didn't change my location from Cheras to Puchong when I ordered dinner it was too late when i realized the blunder i had made and called azrul to tell him that i'm no longer in the office asked him to keep the food bracket madam kwans for himself but azrul said he felt bad that i don't that i won't have anything to eat and decided to send the meal to my house free of charge in puchong i never anticipated such courtesy and dedication from this young boy I was truly bowed over. I don't know what that means. That's a big word. I gave, him, I gave him a small angpa when he came all the way from Cheras. The child refused to take the 100 ringgit that I placed in the envelope, which he didn't open until he went to the petrol bunk to fuel up. Guess what? Azrul came back to my house with tears welled up in his eyes saying, what you have given me is too much. And I told him, listen, son, no one can put a value to what you just did for me. Please accept this. Go buy yourself something nice. Actually, lady, you put a value on it, a hundred (laughs) ringgit. Continuing, he then wanted to take a picture with me, but told him to take a photo with my mom, who was so touched by Azrul's gesture. Kudos to Azrul. Kudos to grab food for an exemplary staff. And I see this picture, yeah. This young man, he looks to be about maybe 18, 19, 20. No, no, old, no older than 21. Ha- confirmed virgin. Uh, <laughs> just a sweet young boy. You know the quiet boy in class who doesn't bother anybody. But he's not cool, so the, so not many people talk to him. He's, he looks socially awkward. He's just sweet and he just looks so good. I'll post, I'll post this up on our Instagram story tomorrow. So that you fucks can see, or later today for you for when you're hearing this. But this, when I when I read this, I, I felt like a lump in my throat. Try not to fucking cry, man. Ah, as much of a man-man as I try to be sometimes, I feel like a total bitch when <laughs> I read stories like this. And you know what? It's okay. Why the fuck do I want to have that much toxic masculinity in my life any fucking way, right? Okay, it's time for me to address this listener question. Uh, I am also interested in hearing your opinion of John Cena apologizing to China for saying Taiwan is a country. Okay, that's it. That's really short. So this fuck... Yeah, you guys heard of John Cena? Ah, fuck. What the hell happened? So he basically said that Taiwan was a country in some... Was it an interview or something? Yeah. And then he made... not, Not an interview. He was just saying that Taiwan was the first... One of the first countries... That was gonna see this uh, movie that uh, he and this company are going to release. I am a terrible person to give out news, but that's like <laughs> the summary of it, yeah. And then he angered uh, uh, the the Chinese cyber troopers, the Chinese government, and then uh, China was like, "We're gonna ban this movie and you. Apologize. It's not racist to." Uh, to imitate an accent, if it's more or less accurate. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> and then John Cena issued this video, and then he was just like, oh, "I'm sorry for what I do. I should not have done that." But he never actually said that Taiwan is not a country. You know what I mean? There we go. So here's my opinion on this: John Cena's a cuck. He he always gave me the vibe that like his wife controls the relationship, you know, like he's the kind of guy who's like, boys, um, you want to go fishing? And then he says, yeah, let me check with the wife. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing at all. Unless you're Muslim. <laughs> oh, my God. But he's not Muslim. So that's okay. Listen, Ben, real power in this world is personal freedom. John Cena wants to be wants to live in a big house and drive nice cars and afford the steroids that keeps him jacked in his late 40s. But if he's going to give up his personal power, agency, dignity, and pride, then who am I to judge him? I'm very aware that as I'm saying this, that John Cena is a ex-military guy, pro-wrestling champion who can... Fuck me up like a, like a table made of straw. <laughs> he can choke me out and kill me no problem because I'm calling him less masculine than me essentially, which is weird because I can't... I don't think I could last two minutes fighting this guy. I'm very aware of this. Yeah. <laughs> but can I suggest to you that perhaps uh, masculinity and being sort of... Uh, Sort of a person with dignity it goes beyond physical strength. It's bio metaphorical balls. And I feel like this guy has none. They're probably shrunken from all the steroids he took. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder, right? These boys with the, the tiny balls can can they still make babies? I don't know. All right, guys, there's there's still so much I wanted to talk about, but I've run out of time. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will come back to you on Monday. Happy weekend, you beautiful fucks. Don't masturbate too much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.